0: It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air.
1: A happy Saturday, December 9th to everyone. This is Matt Shea. I'm filling in with Gary, for Gary and Suzanne, but don't worry, they're out there with you on the airwaves. And on behalf of KKNW and the Manson Mitchell team, We're going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And I am looking at the guy who always has me in good hands. I refer to him as my All-State agent. Nathan Miller, how are you this morning?
0: Hey, Matt, and happy Merry Christmas to you and anything else out there that everybody may celebrate, we wish you very happy holiday greetings and especially to you, Matt, because this is probably going to be the last time I see you before Christmas, so got to make sure I take my chance and get that in there for you.
1: I appreciate that very much. We have got a special show today by popular demand and I believe a condition of employment. We have Skip and Sean Lange back from the Psychic Spectrum radio show. They are a lot of fun. And throughout the show, I have come up with the 12 quotes of Christmas. I've actually came across several hundred the past week. They range from being humorous to thought, deep meaning for Christmas. And then we're going to cover such things as your fondest Christmas memories, your funniest Christmas memory, and, of course, your spirit of Christmas, what it means to you precisely? What is that? But here we are, I'm looking at Skip and Sharon. Hey, Merry Christmas to you too! Thank you for joining us.
2: Hey, Matt, thank you for having us. We appreciate it, uh, and we say hello to Nathan too. And when we're on the air here, and uh, we think that this is going to be a fun show.
3: Yep. Yeah. Hi. Thanks, everyone, and hello to uh, uh, Gary and Su- Suzanne too. Thank you for letting us be on.
1: I'm going to start off with the cute Shirley Temple quote before I get into my 12 quotes of Christmas. I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was six. Mother took me to a department store to see him, and he asked me for my autograph. (laughs) That that would would sound about right.
3: I like that. A little
1: too human, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah. that's actually a
1: good one. I like that.
3: Okay. Can you imagine that?
1: Yeah. That'd be well, cool. Wherever she goes, she must be used to it. But even Santa oh, yeah. Claus—that tainted things a little bit. But she, uh-huh. she survived in <laughs> flying colors. Now, mm-hmm. in regards to Christmas, here's my opening Christmas quote: one of twelve. One of your fondest Christmas memories. It is. At Christmas, all roads lead to home.
2: You know that that is a good that is a good saying a, a quote, but but I have to say that if it's in the person's heart, that's what it would all roads would lead to home, and people need to get the Christmas spirit back inside of them in the heart, not in the head. And ben,
1: so, ben Franklin shoot. had a good one: a good conscience is a continual Christmas that's right yeah that's very true but if you
3: take that even further that just means that that you should be looking at the people around you your family your loved ones friends acquaintances people you just met and treat them with the most respect until you know a reason not
2: to christmas should you know be, be all I mean? year
1: long it should be just not december here's You're number right. here's number three he who has not christmas in his heart We'll never find it under a Christmas tree.
2: Yeah, that's for sure.
3: That's
1: a deep one.
2: Yeah, that's very deep.
1: Yeah,
3: because how many people could actually, I mean, I know there's, I know they're out there, mm-hmm. but how many people could actually get up on Christmas morning, and I'm talking, you know, have the, the feeling of the spirit of Christmas, and go out into the front room or wherever their tree is, and there's no presents, and you're still grateful, you're still feeling blessed, and you're still happy. how many people
1: here are two that go hand in hand love the giver more than the gift and it's not how much we give but how much love we put into giving
3: that's true a homemade gift is all about love yeah. You know, because it takes time, it takes thought, it takes every it's, it's like when you're cooking. If you you put love into your cooking, you can taste it. And so if you put love into making a present, that to me is one of the biggest compliments you can get is when someone gives me something that they made.
2: Well, I I agree. Um, I've experienced that in my life with making something for somebody and I don't know there's a difference in how some people perceive it Mm. some people really accept it and and appreciate it and they feel it and then some people don't but that's okay that's where the level of where they're at at their christmas time their christmas spirit Mm -hmm.
1: many years ago i was doing a job on the olympic peninsula and we were at one of the reservations and the chief there gave us a lot of salmon a lot of coho salmon so i got it smoked And then I delivered it with a nice bottle of wine and some bread. And that was the most popular gift in our neighborhood. I had an abundance Mm -hmm. of salmon. I went door to door, Merry Christmas, here's your homemade card. But it was from the heart, and I don't think it cost me a penny, with the exception of buying a case of wine, which I will do for Christmas. Okay, Mm -hmm. here we go. The best of all gifts around any Christmas tree the happy presence of a happy family all wrapped up at each other mm, yeah that
3: one has special meaning for me because i mean i've you know i'm, I'm old enough now i've lost my mom and dad and family you know our, our the siblings are kind of estranged we're mm-hmm. in different parts you know we don't yeah. get together like we did when mom and dad were alive and um the memories, that's all I have now is the memories, and that's very much what I cling on to on Christmas Day because I, I haven't got the actual event anymore the way it was. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: Memories are what we have yeah. uh, a lot of times what people have left.
3: Yeah, that's all you what know, have
2: Matt, left. C- can I go back on the last comment you made? Make them happy Please. memories. Though. What was the one you said just before
1: this? Well, there were two side by side, and one was yeah. love the giver more than the gift. And that it's yeah. not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving.
2: Okay, I I, I want to say something, but from, from personal experience, when I grew up, we lived in a place called Skyway. It's between Seattle and Renton, just on this. It's a Seattle address, but it's next to Renton. But we had a guy up the street who was a Filipino, and he was probably twenty. 20, 22, and I was a teenager, 15, 14, and his name is Gene, and he worked at a bakery, his dad's bakery, but he would always, we'd be out playing in the streets, and he'd always walk the three or four houses down the hill to us, and he'd bring us these big boxes of donuts, pastries, cinnamon rolls, all kinds of things. and them out, He'd hand them out <laughs> and smile. But at Christmas, we got these all the time, all year long, but at Christmas, We'd be at home in in the house because it's cold. We're usually not outside playing. But all of a sudden, the doorbell would ring. I'd answer the door because I was always the first one running up to the door and and getting it. But anyhow, I'd answer the door. And there stood Gene with a Santa Claus hat on, (laughs) all it was. And he had two or three, four boxes of donuts, pastries, cinnamon rolls, you name it. And he'd give them to us. And you know what? We got them all year long and we appreciated, it, but we appreciated it more at Christmas. And what it was, it was no different than normal, but what it was, was that Santa Claus hat. He put that thing on, he'd ring the doorbell, and he'd stand there and he'd say, I just want to tell you guys Merry Christmas.
3: And he also showed, how do I want to say it? Even though he brought them all the time, mm-hmm. at Christmas he was showing you how much he loved you.
2: Yes. Yeah.
3: By remembering you.
2: And he was just, you could tell he was a lonely guy, even at yeah. his age. Aww. But he was, he was just, uh, the Christmas spirit was in him, and you could mm-hmm. tell. And that hat made all the difference in the world. When he showed up, we knew it was Christmas and so we knew what he meant.
3: Have you ever put on a, like a Santa hat, and all of a sudden you just feel different?
2: Uh, no, I've never worn one.
3: You've never worn a Santa hat?
2: Mm-mm. What's wrong with you?
3: Anyway, honestly, when you put on hats, it's like, well, any hat would make you feel the persona of the hat. But I mean, at Christmas, you put that hat on and it's just, it, it just makes you want to help people. Help people and love people and make them happy.
1: Yeah. Don't
3: get out of here.
1: I put my T-Mobile hat on. And what I'm enjoying about this is we have the most wonderful neighbors wherever you live. And throughout mm-hmm. the year, they give the gift of love. But yes. on Christmas, there's a statement behind it. Because, yes, this is Christmas, but throughout the year, I love you. So things haven't Mm -hmm. changed, and I hope you like the hat. Sharon, I came across one that has your name on it. Here we go. (laughs) May you never be too grown up to search the skies on Christmas Eve. Oh, that is so true.
2: If anybody I know in our 49 years of marriage, if anybody I know other than her, there is not a person who would fit that bill better than her. (laughs)
3: I believe the magic of Christmas. You're never too old to have the magic of Christmas. And if you're never, never, ever stop believing because Santa is real. Oh, yeah. He may have gone to an electric car because of the sleigh and the price, but (laughs) he's he's still real.
2: She's the only person, Matt. Seriously, she's the only person that I know who would honestly believe Santa is real
3: santa is real
2: is in different ways in different ways yes
1: okay i'm gonna take i'm gonna take sharon's point on this one okay here's one that's kind of westernized in my opinion one of the most glorious messes in the world is the mess created in the living room on christmas day (laughs) don't clean it up too quickly oh so true
3: so true i tell you for the ones that have little ones Mm-hmm. I remember the days when our son was small. I mean, that was that was the coolest. I love Christmas with children, but children make Christmas is what they do. Mm-hmm. But if you can be adult enough to be a child at Christmas, then you've got everything you ever needed. You got to look at it with the eyes of a child. And I still do. I love getting presents. I love giving presents. I love the decorating, the whole thing.
2: You know, we have three grandkids, 11, 7, and 4. And on Christmas, there's 10 of us there every Christmas. Mm -hmm. Our son, daughter-in-law, the three kids, her family, and ours are us. But we open them up, and as we open them up, our son is sitting there with a big, big garbage bag between his legs and everybody throws wrap or wads it up and throws it at him. It kind of became a game yeah. in cleaning it up. So instead of leaving it out with 10 people in the room and all the presents, we just kind of clean it up as we go.
3: Yeah, but the theory, but- the theory of that statement is true enjoy the moment don't be in well, such a hurry to clean it up and get
2: ready for dinner and we enjoy and moment. we enjoy the he all laying oh, yeah. around oh by yeah making it a game and throwing it at at the bag and seeing if some people sometimes they go into his face on oh, purpose you know oh, but sometimes but it's yeah. a game and so yeah. yeah the the trash part of it the, the leftover the wrappings yeah that's all part of it that's
1: christmas. oh yeah that's christmas that makes
2: helps make the spirit and makes the day
1: I love it. It certainly does. I love it. It certainly does. And the cats, if you have cats as we do, they really enjoy that. Try to find me now more than just climbing the Christmas tree. (laughs) Sharon, I'm going to team up with you. One of us gets skip high. The other gets him low. Here we go. (laughs) There are three stages to man. Number one, he believes in Santa Claus. Number two, he does not believe in Santa Claus. (laughs) And number three he is santa claus
3: a truer statement was never said a truer statement was never said and it doesn't have to be the father either i mean i've no mothers that play that gig so i mean you know it's um it's kind of, well, you know what, though? It's, it's like it says, you know, you start out as a baby and then you become a teenager. Then you become an adult and you become a functioning family, you know, whatever. Then you go back to being kind of like a kid when you get older, right? Well, if you if you're really blessed and you really believe in Christmas, you never stop being a kid, no matter what phase of life you're in. So even though they become the Santa at a later part in their life, that's still the little kid, you know looking and wondering he's just playing a
2: different part
1: but take that one step we'll go ahead matt was it that king call from kids from 1 to 93 or 92 something yeah. mm. like that oh yeah one from 92 oh, yeah. 95 yeah. something like yeah. that yeah we'll but round you know, it, we'll it off to 100. It. yeah there you go
2: well you could yeah but yeah you know that statement he is chris or he is santa claus mm-hmm I play Santa Claus every year for the grandkids, and they one only the oldest that's one. That's real good, Skip. What if someone's listening? Well, oh, they're not. <laughs> the one that's eleven years old, he's figured it out, mm. but he does not said anything. The seven-year-old, she's getting close. She keeps checking me out out of the corner of her eye. Four-year-old, he's the one. His I comment won't. this year was, "I don't like him."
1: <laughs> Skip, mm-hmm. you're, you the day is going to come when you're going to beat my daughter, Laura. And she was a cool kid growing up, and she always had sleepovers. And I'd have her friends over for a sleepover, and we'd have the Christmas tree and the gifts. And so I'm in my room, and their voices carry a little bit. When they were done taking turns imitating how Laura's dad talks, that's me, she said, Oh, Christmas is so much fun. He still thinks I believe. And the gifts are really cool, Harry rats them up. But when I read Santa's message, I know it's from him because he has such horrible penmanship that I had to yeah. pretend I didn't hear any of that or that I was accepted and one of the guys and everything. <laughs> I have some hubris here. Okay, you ready? This is uh, stuff yeah. that um gets away. You get up on um the improv. You get on stage, a stand-up. Santa Claus has the right idea. Visit people only once a year. Yeah, you well, know. Well, there
3: are some people you only want to visit once a year. You know the old, old know? saying
2: about family at christmas and it's like oh my god i gotta do this and that there are that is a situation that's real
3: i feel sorry for the people that do have that kind of family but they do exist yeah i mean i i would our family's blessed. We all get along. Yeah. You know, we all like each other and we all get along. But it, that's like ben, ben Franklin said, you know, after th- three days, uh, company and fish both stink. <laughs> you know, I will carry that
1: with me. The job I retired from, we had two mm-hmm. old timers. One of them put in a job application a couple of months before the other one. So they were both there for over 35 years. One got day shift. The other got swing shift. They had a love-hate relationship. As soon as one would enter the room, the other would leave. It was really childish. But at the Christmas parties, they sat next to each other. They were best of friends. Hey, how's that boy of yours doing? Oh, no, I'm going to catch this round. But Christmas did that to them. Here's a Milton Burl. Are you ready? Yeah. It's always compelling to know that today's Christmas gifts are tomorrow's garage sales. that's so true. (laughs) Uncle Melty.
3: (laughs) That's funny you would say that because this is wintertime, right? So when spring comes around and garage sales become popular again, I always say to Skip, we got to go out and check it out because everybody's giving their Christmas presents away. (laughs) That's exactly what
2: they're doing. You know, I have have to. And
3: you get some pretty cool stuff that way, let me tell
2: you. I have something I want to say on that, but before I do, I have to preface it so Mm -hmm. people understand where where I'm coming from. You
3: worry me when you talk like that
2: sharon and i do our psychic showcase on every wednesday evening and we we do the psychic medium thing we've done it for the last 40 years but anyhow um here's a plug psychicspectrum.com is our website however on the on the on a certain uh showcase night that we did on a wednesday i asked everybody i said the part of the talk was about christmas re-gifting And I said, come on, be honest. (laughs) Who in here has re-gifted their Christmas presents? Raise your hand. And they raised their hands, right? Almost everybody, unanimous, almost. And then I asked about something else and somebody said, yeah, how many people sell them at garage sales or the neighborhood sale? And a lot about, let's say about half raised Mm their hand. And it's like, that's actually a true thing. It is a true thing, but
3: but it's not but, because they didn't like it per se. They might have had one. They might have not needed it. um They didn't like the color, or maybe they didn't like it. But well, I mean, but they, who they cares? It graciously, yeah, that's what I say. Who cares? So the person that gave it would not have hurt feelings.
2: It was a gift, and they accepted it. They mm-hmm. were gracious about it. Yes, whether you like it or not, it's the thought behind it's the it. The thought. And at Christmas, when you give a gift. Or when Christmas, when you receive a gift, too, it's the thought that you have about the giver, and it's the thought that the giver has about you. That's right. And it's just something special. There's a different energy that's placed that's onto the gift. called the
3: Christmas spirit.
2: Yes, I
1: know.
3: It's the love yeah. connection, the respect, the admiration.
1: Canada has Boxing Day. And that mm-hmm. is a day to return these wonderful gifts because you're still going to make a more desirable gift out of it. And you remember the loved one who gave it to you. But I like Johnny Carson. He said there was only one fruit cake ever made. And to this day, it's still being passed around gift to gift. Oh, my
3: Lord.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree.
3: Those things
2: i love them? them i yeah. love fruitcake i this i know this sounds crazy everybody says you're nuts
3: yeah you are nuts
2: but i love fruitcake it's good here it's, you just, it's just enjoy that good hard
3: rock thing that tastes like fermented crap
2: and i'll say this now i i i look forward to them coming out at christmas time because every once in a while i've bought one but I, and i've received one and it's like i wouldn't mind getting a fruitcake for christmas i like fruitcake
3: he has never given a fruitcake away you've always kept it
2: yeah you enjoy that Matt does too <laughs> you, you too must. enjoy that <laughs>
1: yeah. guess whose house <laughs> i'm gonna visit this was... holiday
2: yeah <laughs> i'll have that sucker in january and june for us matt <laughs>
1: okay hide it really good there are a lot of mad and skips out there no, yeah. here yeah, is the 12th quote of, from christmas are you ready uh-huh Nothing seems to bring people together like Christmas.
2: Yeah, that's true. And you know, we talk about it because Christmas gets in your heart and most in most everybody. It's because it's true, it really does. The kid in you brings in that Christmas spirit, brings it back into you, and you kind of feel a little bit different you during the Christmas season. Place
3: of your of your christmas of your parents of siblings of you know family get-togethers yeah it's i mean i i agree with that statement but also there are other holidays that families do get together on like easter and such that you know has fond memories too but it's true it seems if we could carry the theme on of how people react to each other in December, it would be great if we could do it all year.
2: Yeah, it needs to be all year long. But yeah. it does. At Christmas time, it brings people together. It's
3: like the story that Matt just said. Those two couldn't, <laughs> wouldn't even speak to each other during the year. But then at the Christmas party, they, they sat next to each other. If they could do that at the Christmas party, why couldn't they do that all all during the year?
1: Sure. On it also happened in Las Vegas. We had to shut the plant down for a month to refit, and they had years of vacation pay saved up. Mm. And so each of them, unbeknownst to the other, thought they'd take their wife to Vegas for a week. They were in Vegas, and they were in some casino hotel, and one of them recognized the other. I think I know you. They weren't in their coveralls. They weren't wearing a hard hat. Uh-huh. It's like the yeah. Three Stooges. When you see their glamour <laughs> shots, those are sharp-looking guys, but then yeah, you see are. them on film, and they're fun, but keep your distance from me. Yeah. And it took yeah. quite a while till. You're that guy I work with. Yeah.
3: darn well yeah i believe it it's a i don't it still boggles my mind that people think they can prejudge and pre-qualify people just because they heard one thing they didn't agree with or they acted one way they didn't think was right you don't know what's going on in those people's minds or what they've been through i mean i have a a friend who lost uh her 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 it was her stepfather but she grew up knowing it as a father and it was on uh new year's day when they play the the uh, Super Bowl, yeah. or whatever day they play the Super Bowl, and she can't stand to watch the Super Bowl to this day, and she's in her 80s. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- different holidays, different times of the year affect people. So if we could stay out of that judgment phase, I think it would be such a gift. I really do. You don't know. You don't know.
1: <laughs> now, in regards to the Christmas spirit, today's Christmas spirit, you two are the psychic spectrum show. What is it from the psychic spectrum show, the spirit of Christmas that you would like to share with people?
3: What I like to share with people is the, is knowledge. I, I I also would love to, I, I like having people come to our showcase because some of them have no other place to go. Yeah. Some, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But they they seem to think of it as a family and we are a family and um if we can share knowledge or just give support and let someone know that they're heard they're thought about and they are cared for that's that's my main purpose that in healing like when we do our mediumship work the the people's faces change they they like lose 10 years a lot of them just want to hear that that other person on the other sides understanding what they've been through and you do and you go to the other side you finally see i get it
2: you know and you know when we bring in speakers to speak about different topics uh or sometimes we are the speakers and we talk about things we always try to teach something and we always have our speakers teach something about the metaphysical the paranormal and the spiritual world and one of the big things that i do is when i'm speaking and i'm i'm more often than not the speaker no you have been for a long time. different topics every week okay but whoever's speaking especially when i'm speaking we try to bring about like at christmas time i will talk about the things that we practice at at christmas the customs and traditions in the western civilization but also some of the reality behind things like jesus wasn't born on december 25th he was likely born in june
3: no july i thought it was
2: july i can't remember but i don't have the date the things that that talk in front of me but it wasn't cold enough in july i know so they had to wait till december (laughs) but there's things there's things like that and where did christmas trees come from and we try to teach people that kind of history um you know but 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 we bring it all together every talk and we bring it all together so that people still keep the big picture but they know the reality behind the myths and the practices but we don't take away from the practices that we do
3: but also we're not the end all know all we're giving information and knowledge so they can think and make up their own minds and their own choices because we still learn Even when we have speakers come in or learn about a topic that you speak on, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So, I mean, hopefully you will never stop learning because that's what you do.
1: Something that Christmas had done for me one year, the job I retired from when I was new, there was an old timer I had friction with. Whenever anything happened between us, it went negative and very close to push going to shove. And so I ran the mill, and I would have to shut it down after the rest of the plant was gone, put out the furnaces and everything. And so we're shutting it down for the holiday, and there he is in the parking lot with a straight face like he's getting worked up. I thought, my gosh, what's going to happen? He just wanted to wish me a Merry Christmas. Now (laughs) we're already at halftime. and We have to take a break for our sponsors, who we love very much. So we will be right back after these messages. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to ManceAndMitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at Facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance mitchell.
0: on Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Garnet Schulhauser from Victoria, B.C. for another round of metaphysical
1: Q&A. This time we're doing it holiday style. On Saturday, Tamara Vaughn, an ordained minister, joins us to talk about the universality of compassion and holiday spirit with or without religious affiliation. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Get inspired
0: every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Welcome back to the Matts and Mitchell Show. This is Matt Shea filling in for Gary and Suzanne. And we have the honor of having Skip and Sharon Lange with us from the Psychic Spectrum. Skip and Sharon, you have an incredible website, or I should say websites, plural. Please let everyone know how they can make contact with you.
2: Oh, thanks, Matt. It's, our website is uh, psychicspectrum.com. And you can go there. There's the contact us page. There's every event listed. And, and I do want to say that almost, well, in fact, every single one of our events, except just one, are live in person and online. And people can join in from wherever they are. We have people joining in from all over the world. And we've we've actually hit every continent. <laughs> in the world and sometimes multiple 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 times yeah it's but, fun but it's really cool so that's where we are that's where we're located and we do our things live local here in fife washington we even
3: have people stay up till what, is it 11 in england when they see the spectrum Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fun
1: you've had me it's on fun. a few times and i had some of those people type in call mm-hmm. in with their comments and i mm-hmm. love it you've really united the world with the psychic spectrum stuff let
2: me let me let me say that let me add because i didn't address that we have matt as our man on the streets on the (laughs) second saturday of every month on our podcast and matt is our man on the street and he talks about haunted places that people actually go they don't know they're haunted they they feel something or they sense something maybe but you places that people, if they don't, they can go back to it again. So that's, Matt, we thank you for being our man on the streets.
1: Thank you. Okay, we were talking about how Christmas unites people, friend and foe. And I mentioned at the job I worked at, there was an older man that I was having problems with, and it was boiling down to an ugly cultivation, or so I thought. And all it was is he was waiting for me to leave the plant because I was shutting it down and I'd be the last person leaving. The only car out there was mine and his when he pulled up. And so he confronts me with this intimidating... He towered over me. He was a large, strong man who'd worked there for years. Hey, Matt, Merry Christmas. He shook my hand. He was trembling, a little bit of tear. We went out for some pie and coffee. From that day forward... We'd meet for breakfast. We'd go for rides. We'd go to Eastern Washington. It took Christmas to make it happen. Something compelled oh, him, and, and was I ever in need of that? What a beautiful story. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
3: That that right there tells you what Christmas is all about.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, I would like to cover what are some of your fondest Christmas memories, and Nathan, I bet you got one for us. <laughs>
0: Well, this uh, kind of goes back to a typical kid being, you know, excited about the gifts and opening presents. And uh, definitely one of my most favorite memories of being by the tree with family and opening a Chris was a Christmas gift was I opened up something and I uh, looked at it and it was like, "Oh, this is weird. This is like a brown piece of leather, and it's." you know, like a tubular, and it's like, huh, strange, and it's like, okay, so I didn't even know what it was, then uh, they said, open it up, so I went to the top and opened up uh, the opening for the case, and uh, turned it upside down and out slid, I remember a nice, shiny, brand new pull cue, and that is the most moment I was joyous for opening up a christmas present was opening up that (laughs) pool cue and to this day i still bring that cue with me everywhere i go when i'm playing pool it's in my case and i make sure i'll never get rid of it or uh do anything that would really make it damaged i might you know do some uh shots with it or give it to somebody i trust if they needed a pool cue to play with but I make sure it stays with me everywhere I go and I keep it as a remembrance of the first pool cue I ever got because uh, pool is something I really ended up growing up to enjoy doing. It's one of my favorite hobbies and uh, probably wouldn't be as good as I am or playing at the ability I am if I wasn't for that pool cue.
3: Wow. I
1: that's love cool. it. It had your name on it. It was just waiting uh, yeah. for December twenty fifth.
0: <laughs> Not engraved, but it definitely had the the spirit <laughs> name on it. <laughs>
3: oh, that's a lovely story.
0: That is. That's really that's
2: actually that's what is embodies the whole spirit of Christmas. It's like and you still remember that to this day and I mean you appreciate it.
0: And I got so that maybe when you. I was probably about 10 years old is when I got that. So it was, you know, long, uh, more than a decade ago. Decades, I should <laughs> say now. I
3: was going to say decades, <laughs> I can imagine, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's right oh, up there that. with the Mickey Mantle bat I got for a birthday gift years ago.
0: And that's the only Christmas <laughs> gift I got and still use from my childhood that I can think of.
3: Oh, that's cool. So cool. What do you got?
2: Mine isn't so much when I was a kid. Um, I I did two careers in my life. One was at the telephone company, and the other one was at the state of Washington. When I was at the telephone company, when I was a on the uh, special services cable splicing crew, the big thing was that in um what's that area called uh white center washington i was
3: Um, was gonna say georgetown but yeah yeah,
2: white center was to be able to go out with our our tower trucks that take us up to the poles and we could work up there go out with those and put up the christmas decorations that hang on the the telephone poles and the street lights all through white center and it was a special deal because people that got to do that were selected to do that they were old timers they had a lot of seniority they were people who were kind of the lead on um, on each section of the crew and i wanted to go so bad that my first year on that crew i it's like that was like the pinnacle of my year was if i could hang those christmas decorations that would be awesome and so boss looked at me and said i want you and your partner my partner was hayward he said i want you and your partner to take the tower truck and i want you up in the bucket i looked at him and, and i almost wanted to hug him but <laughs> but i didn't dare but anyhow i was so thrilled that we got to go out and do this and after that i, I was picked every year because i had the experience and we did that every single year and it's like that was a special time because that kind of lit up the christmas spirit for me and i thought if i could get to do that that would be like the pinnacle of my career at the phone company and it wasn't but it felt like it at the time and it Mm. it ignited the christmas spirit in me what about you
3: well i have nothing that that dramatic the fondest memory i have this sounds really crazy but We always, you know, the Christmas socks that they got up now,
1: you know, the the
3: red socks with the white on them and their names are on them and they're glittery and all that stuff. Well, when I was a kid growing up, because I mean, we were uh, not exceptionally wealthy, um, we used my dad's work socks. (laughs)
2: <laughs> really
3: big long white work on and we hung them on you know up on the wherever we hung them on the wall or whatever i don't think we had a fireplace and every christmas it was always the same thing and why i got so excited about finding it i don't know because i knew what was in there but my mom and dad had this thing where they said it, um it was a tradition i guess from back when they were a kid but every year that sock would have an orange and some unshelled pecans yeah and then there was a toy of some type in there, but I just remember the orange and the pecans and that long, saggy white sock of my dad's. That that's my fondest
1: memory. Well, that's cool. When I that's was cool, when I was young, my dad had to go to the hospital for knee surgery, and he was to stay Christmas Eve and Christmas Day there. That mm-hmm. surgery was that um, important, and so mm-hmm. I was really down. That we were going to have Christmas Eve without him. And so when I came home from school, greatly depressed, hanging my head, I opened the door. Their dad was set up in the living room. Dad was approximately six foot eight, and they had an issue with a hospital bed fitting him, but home fit him really nice. And so by default, <laughs> we got him for Christmas. And we always had great Christmases. Well, that was a great Christmas
3: oh yeah that's cool that's a cool memory
1: you know matt
2: i want to add to this what we're talking about the last words of steve jobs he said don't raise your children to be rich educate them to be happy when they grow up they will know the value of things and not the price and if you take that and apply that to christmas Mm -hmm. and don't educate your children to be all about the gifts educate them to it's accept <laughs> no educate them to accept christmas yeah in their head the and meaning, in their heart the meaning of christmas the meaning of it and when they grow up they'll remember the value of christmas
1: you have just described dr hoose's <laughs> seuss's who'sville
2: <laughs> yeah mm. yeah really i've mean, never read those you never
1: oh, read all the those grinch songs? yes that was the punchline no, yeah, yeah. What you just described was yeah. it really? Yeah. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. It had nothing to do with gifts. It had to do with mm-hmm. the spirit of Christmas it all accounted for, including- yep. opening wow. the
3: heart and healing the heart.
1: There are, Christmas time is going to put forth some funny memories. And my mom had a nativity scene, she's a Catholic girl, and then she had a Hanukkah bush in the next room for our Jewish friends. And the neighbors up and down the street did an incredible job for Santa the North Pole. So our block covered everything. But mom had that nativity scene. Well, she would put the Christmas gifts under the tree like two weeks before Christmas. So we would mm-hmm. come home seeing the tree and the gifts and our name on it. Well, my brother Paul and my little sister Mo and I, we noticed that each of us had a gift that had to be the same thing the dimensions were perfect and had our names on it. And were of that, we're, We were the lower half of us six kids. So we're trying to figure out what it would be. And Paul bumped something and a beam of light shot through. There were flashlights. So we figured out where the handles were. So here mom and dad are going about their business. And when they weren't looking, we would grab the light and kind of shine the back of their back and then put it back like we're innocent. We don't know what's going on. So we had mm-hmm. fun playing flashlight tag, but don't get caught. And then on Christmas oh, funny. Christmas Eve is when we opened our gifts. We had to act excited, like, oh wow, a flashlight. How neat we've been playing with it for over a week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You know, our
1: our son that little sucker
3: when he was little and i didn't know he did it but we always got all we we did the same thing we put the presents under the tree early you know and you could see them and all that stuff and it wasn't until he was like in his 30s i believe or late 20s that he told me that he would go out at night after we'd all gone to bed he'd unwrap all his presents and see what he got and then he'd wrap them back up that little
2: turkey. and we couldn't tell he wrapped no, them exactly yeah, he, the way they were he
3: did it perfect and then on christmas day oh wow thanks
2: you know and i thought mm-hmm. what
3: the hey? i mean and he told me that and i thought you little turkey i mean he was a smart little kid you know and i never even thought about it
2: and he's 43 now but when when we think back about it <laughs> and then now he's telling his kids leave well, yeah. the presents alone yeah. i went joe yeah uh think about that you know <laughs>
3: But that's a funny moment for me.
0: You need to give them the little trick I do to some people if I want to give them the implication that they maybe are not getting what they want. So what I do is I take a cereal box and then I open (laughs) it up from the bottom side because normally people just open it from the top so they won't even look at the bottom. And normally that would be maybe tattered anyway. I open Uh it up from the bottom and then stick something into that cereal box. And then so... Or take out the bag and then put the item at the top. So when they open up the cereal box, it's there at the top. And i just hide sure. it in there if it can fit in there. And usually people oh, yeah. are welcome with a nice surprise when they have their bowl of cereal.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> that's clever. Well, that's clever. You, know, <laughs> you know, I do have another fond memory of Christmas. My family I grew up in celebrated Christmas a certain way. And it was all about the gifts but then then it was about christmas after the gifts were opened. <clears throat> when i met my wife's family my wife and her family when we got married her dad thought it was funny <laughs> to take uh the the tube that's inside the wrapping paper when the wrapping paper is gone and he'd put sometimes he'd put a penny in there and he'd let it roll around nuts, acorns, walnuts, just he called uh, a cell. He called it a cell, and he'd wrap it up, and when you got one of these, he'd sit there, and he was like a 12 a 12- or eight-year-old kid on Christmas Day getting ready to open his present. He was so excited about that little mm-hmm. thing, and at first, I thought, why would he do this? Is he just trying to tell me he doesn't doesn't really like me and and that and then the second year came the third year and every year we got one of these things and I started doing it with our son when he came along and to this day Joe will say I know what it is (laughs) and and we will give it to somebody in the family and it is but it's still it's still expected and it's a memory that I have of her dad at Christmas um, and I think our son has it about us at Christmas and me because I'm the one that does it, and yeah. I'm hoping the grandkids do so
3: well, we'll find out. You want to know how crazy my dad was at Christmas he get, he thought it was the funniest thing he ever did, but he took and gave my son and he didn't wrap it or get it till like a day before Christmas because he gave him a real pig's tail yeah and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever done i mean i'm talking a real pig he went tail. to the
2: butcher and got a pig's tail
3: wrapped it up and gave it to my son
2: but you got to remember and you, he
3: was laughing
2: your dad grew up on a farm
3: oh, yeah but i mean he thought that was funny i, don't, I just yeah. thought what the huh <laughs> But he enjoyed it so it's a good memory
2: and your dad really really had christmas spirit yeah um it it, it really came out at christmas and one of the things he'd do is he'd go to chubby and Tubby's in white center <laughs> and he'd get he'd say what was it a dollar or five dollars oh it was two, it, it three dollars two or three or four dollars christmas tree it looked like the linus and, and oh my god and snoopy he got the ugliest tree he could find and it was like is could you really call it a tree or does it was classify it would classify or qualify as a branch <laughs> and all uh, out of shape and everything and he thought that was cool he says that's Christmas every year it got worse yeah and it but it was it was comical mm-hmm. it was funny and well at the same time it was
3: now think that's about cool. it cool
2: that's a Christmas he tree picked
3: up a tree that he knew nobody else would want yes and he made it feel special and that's what Christmas is all and about. and it
2: was decorated it looked when it got done it would look like a Christmas tree it was weird looking but it looked like a yeah. Christmas tree yeah and I thought that you know that's pretty cool and he had money to buy a nice tree but he did. The, it wasn't the, the, that wasn't the thing it no. was Christmas spirit came out in him
1: it's a labor yeah. of love he spent a lot of time crafting that was a gift of love from him. That was his signature mm-hmm. My sister Kathy does interesting things. And one year, she had made ties for us. Ties. But it wasn't the type of formal tie where you would have to wear, you know, at some presentation. It was a tie that could go to any restaurant, any fun thing. But she made them herself. They were all distinct. And it was just something different. And I think the word cool fits here. But that's yeah. what she did.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah the weird things that people do the weird customs people have the practices people have doesn't matter where they're from um if they're celebrating Christmas in any fashion or any manner or
3: any holiday it's, that it, they celebrate
2: yeah yeah um even from the weirdest things like the the Snoopy and the Linus Christmas tree <laughs> to the 12 foot tall noble fir tree It doesn't matter it's christmas is your christmas make it your christmas and carry this the christmas spirit um in it even if you don't put up a tree this year and you give out your gifts it's christmas
3: and you know the hardest thing is if you're going through some bad things say you just lost your spouse Mm -hmm. or um times are tough or Mm -hmm. you know life is just not really really what you think life should be okay and it's tough times putting up christmas as hard as it is for some people because oh i don't have the energy to do that whatever if you go and you do it the decorations themselves somehow like a key unlocks the christmas spirit and and you start to feel better you know i mean you're you're still sad probably because you know you don't have your significant other or children have moved away or you know whatever or your mom and dad's gone but um it's that feeling it's that it's like it has to be unlocked and that's what the decorations and the christmas and the candy and the cookies and the dip that's all what that's all about is unlocking those childhood memories that you have fondly kept in your heart you yeah. know and i'm not you know there are ones that don't have such good memories you know but they have to create and make their own so that they can go back year after year and that little that memory they created can be uh felt again
2: And hey, you know matt some people are slow starters they can't get into the Christmas spirit till two weeks before, or a week before, and yeah. they rush around and get all their Christmas presents. They wrap them, and it's like all of a sudden they, it ignited. They got their
3: yeah, Christmas and, spirit. And when you get into it, you go, "Darn! I wish I had more time." Yes, because you waited so long.
1: What I yeah. did, what I did one year for Christmas is that I bought uh, a gift pack for Anthony's homeport for just the women of the family. So that was like about. 12 of them something but they got to pick after the holidays when this night would happen then they told me all about it but no boys just the girls everything anthony has to offer the christmas lights are still out they had an outing they spent hours there but mm-hmm. that's what it was that's i bought cool. i bought them a memory waiting to happen on occasion exactly. they still mention it and then growing up we had a very close warm loving family we had tons and tons of Christmas ornaments from decades ago just never threw them out but when I Mm -hmm. see family I will recognize some of those ornaments that were on the tree in that living room where I grew up and that'll just hit me like it's talking to me my childhood is alive and well it's another Christmas and yes that was there Day one
3: you know what does that for me because I was born in 1950 right so I'm old the bubble lights. Remember the bubble lights? Yeah, oh, yeah. The that would flip, would clip onto the branches, and then it would bubble. They had some kind of water up, or some kind cancel. of liquid. and it would my bubble. God. Yeah. Remember those? Yes, I do. That was back in the day, man. I love those you lights. Know
2: what they had in them? Liquid glycerin. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. And it would heat up, and it would bubble.
3: Ah, then it would bubble. Yeah. I love those things.
2: Oh, yeah. The and lava you know, lamps? That-
3: Kind of like a old time lava lamp, only they were really, really skinny and little.
2: You they know. looked like a, a candle about like a, a birthday cake yeah. candle. Yeah, it was and maybe two and a half inches. The tall. light was inside of it and they were different colors. Yeah,
3: different colors, And but they
2: had bubble. They were made out of glass, but when the light would come on, they bubble the mm-hmm. liquid would heat up and it would bubble from the bottom up to the top. Bubble, 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 bubble. I can't Constant. say
3: I can't say I'm not happy that the Christmas trees now have already been lit. Yeah. Because that was a headache, trying to make sure those lights would light. You had to test them all and you got to wrap them around a the tree and all that. Like that was the a, one that didn't that work. Yeah. Yeah. I am thankful for the modern co- convenience of a tree that's already lit.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tinsel always got me in trouble because oh, Lord, when yes. I was living in apartments for a number of years, I'd find the dumpster of a 24 hour place, whatever. It can't get away. Well, the tinsel would lead down the steps of the apartment all the way there at a, you know, I bet that was Matt, that type of thing. But it'd be it uh, how I disposed of the tree. At Alki Beach, they have an annual bonfire for Christmas trees. Just oh, throw up they? with your tree and throw it in. Oh, it gets bigger every year. Now, oh my gosh. Now it has happened again. Uh, we're just about over with here. We're at the remaining oh. two minutes. It always happens with you two. But I thank you so much for being here. And it meant everything for Gary and Suzanne to have the Skip and Sharon team here. Again, please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you.
2: Oh, psychicspectrum.com. And we do two podcasts every week, Tuesday and Saturday at 1. And um, on our website, everything is listed there, all of our events, the times and dates. You can join in online.
3: And podcasts can be on...
2: We broadcast live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And we are now on Amazon Music.
1: Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, my name is Matt Shea, and you can get in touch with me as well if you would like. If you go to Matt S-H-E-A, books.net, there's a lot of Skip and Sharon stuff there if you dig deep enough. A lot of my (laughs) Amazon, and I always write people back who write me. And on behalf of Gary and Suzanne, on KKNW, we thank you for listening in today and we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas.
0: Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On
3: Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Garnet Schulhauser from Victoria, BC for another round of metaphysical
1: Q&A. This time we're doing it holiday style. On Saturday, Tamara Vaughn, an ordained minister, joins us to talk about the universality of compassion and holiday spirit with or without religious affiliation. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.